good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Spirit is moving, and that's what we're going to be talking about, movement today. In fact, my talk is called Moving Forward. Now, while this talk should make sense, I hope it makes sense, I want to give you some context for making it a little, for a little bit further, for further understanding, because I'm basing some of this on um, James, Reverend James's talk from last week. So I also don't want to be accused of plagiarism. <sighs> Last week, Reverend James discussed putting first things first. Those things were seeking the first the kingdom of God and then becoming those qualities. And then there was the third aspect that he introduced, which is the process to manifest yourself, your being into the world. And that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. But here's a quick review of, of what he offered us last week. Seek first the kingdom. That means we learn to go within and connect with that unchanging inner presence that resides in each of us. He also mentioned this saying that we have of don't just sit there, do something. And he turned it around and he said, don't do something, just sit there. And that was about meditation, being there, sitting there until you feel connected. Now, we remember and keep in mind that the, the kingdom is never disconnected from us. It's ever-present, and it's ready when we call upon it. Just as if you walk into a room and flip a light switch, the light will come on. You know, the electricity isn't standing there going, I wonder when they're going to show up, you know? I just like, no, it's there, and it is available immediately as soon as you make that connection using the switch. So sit there until your light comes on. The second part about be, is about becoming one with the qualities of the kingdom. And that means that we feel the presence and we feel and start to understand that something is trying to emerge with us. We feel spirit moving in and through us. And so we start to think the thoughts of God. Not because we have become God, but because this is flowing through us. And we develop unshakable faith, and we begin responding to that river flowing with us. And thank you, Reverend James, for that, that term, the river flowing inside us. I love that. Then we activate the impulse to bring those qualities out into the world, which brings us to the moving forward part, the manifestation of our beingness out into the world. So I have a question. Who here 
has a navigation system in their car. So how does it work for you? I know we have them, a lot of people have them on their phones, but I'm talking about the ones in the car. Is, do you have a good one? Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I possibly have one of the screwiest nav systems ever in my car. It's not the least bit intuitive, and when I, when I go to type in the, the city, it won't do an autofill. I have to type in Sacramento. And after I've typed in Sacramento, it gives me a drop-down list of cities to choose from. And it will say, Sacramento. <laughs> That's my entire list. And so I've typed it in, and then it gives me the list to choose from. And I have to click on Sacramento again. And then it goes, OK. <laughs> it's like. Right, so I have to type it in every single time. It doesn't remember it. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So, I don't, well, you know, we all, those of us who use these, we know how to get out of our neighborhood, right? And if we're driving around town, we have a general idea of where we're going, but what you use it to get to the specific place, right? Or if you're going to a part of town that you're not really familiar with. And so um, <laughs> I, I, I put in the thing, and then I decide, OK, I'm going to this specific address. But then I start to mess with my nav system, because I'm starting out of the neighborhood, and it's telling me to go a different way, a one way, and I go a different way, just because I can. And then I giggle when she says, recalculating route, at least three times. And as strange as this may sound, I actually use this to help me learn not to let outer voices tell me what to do. Because, yeah, I know it's a machine, but she sounds so nice, and I don't want to disappoint Nav Lady. So it's good practice. But my Nav Lady is also a ditz. The other day, I needed to go to Natomas. Natomas, and I live in this general area. I looked up the place, so I had a general idea of what it was, and I knew that it was on Truxel. So from where I live, just go up to Watt Avenue, go to 80, and go down to Truxel. Simple. But I needed those specific instructions on how to get to the actual building. Nav lady told me to go down Marconi, so I went on Watt. And then she kept telling me to make a U-turn. I didn't listen. I didn't do what she said. And then on the freeway, she told me to get off on every single off-ramp along the way. And there's about, <laughs> ten, about 10 exits between here and Truxel. She just wasn't giving up. <laughs> so between exit here, recalculating route, and make a U-turn if possible, that was one busy nav lady. I kept thinking she was going to need a nice nap after I was done with her. <laughs> and of course, once we were on the right road, it was very helpful because um, it was an area on Truxel where there's lots of different buildings, and so it really helped me find, the, find where I needed to go. But man, I think I really need to start using my phone. <laughs> yeah. Now, some of you may have started to key in on what, I, what I'm doing with this analogy. You know, first we connect. I connected with the, that now system. And then we embody the quality of spirit. And then we begin to take action in the world. 
And the most important action that we must do is to keep that inner connection and stop listening to the outside world. I think it's the, the best, it's, it's just really a good example. Now this does not mean that we reject the material world. It means that we use our connection with spirit, the presence, to interact on a higher vibration. In this silly example, I had an impulse to go to a certain location. And there was an inner knowing that there was something I needed to do. I also had a general idea of where I was going. But there were several ways to get there, and I wasn't sure of the exact location. I needed a little bit more information, so I consulted the outer world, the nav system. But the nav system is very limited. It only knows what I, what I gave it. And if I had listened only to that, I would have had a much longer and traffic-laden route to, to get there. It would have taken me a lot longer. So I listened, and then I made my own decisions based on what I knew, what I felt, and what info nav lady gave me. And really, it was a hilarious trip. My husband was just sitting on the other side, just laughing. Now, as I said, when we talk about not listening to the outer world, we are not rejecting it. We are putting it in its proper place. We're talking about a balance between spirit and matter. Sometimes we get into thinking that living a spiritual life means that we have to give up all material desires and activities. And this just isn't true. We're meant to live here. We're meant to live a full life here. A very long time when I was a metaphysical puppy, a man came up to me at the Unity Church and he said he knew that he should give up drinking wine with dinner. And he kind of had his you know, head on his, hand on his forehead. And there were a couple other things that he felt like he needed to give up. And he was putting a huge trip on himself. Now, like I said, I was new and I'm not even quite sure why he came to me. I guess that was the hint of what I was going to be doing like 30 years later, but I told him the only thing that came to my mind and the only thing that I knew was that here we do not tell people how to live their lives and we do not tell people what to believe. We offer tools and ideas to help people better recognize and integrate their own spirituality. So no one was going to tell him to stop living his life and most importantly, as his consciousness expanded, it was very likely that some of these things would just naturally drop away. He might just lose interest in doing some of them and adopt a new way of being. He didn't have to force it. Something within us wants to emerge, and it is our job to bring it into the world. That something doesn't have to be a huge deal like saving the world or inventing a way to control the weather. That's not what it's about. The truth is, is that whatever it is each of us brings is a big deal. Everybody's a big deal. Because if we don't do our part, what would this world be? You know, one of my favorite questions is to ask when, so, when, when someone is saying that they're, they're not feeling quite good enough or they don't feel important, and the question is, exactly which grain of sand can the beach do without? The spiritual impulse that flows in and through each of us 
takes form according to our personalities, our skills, our desires, even the things we don't like or don't interest us. And we respond to the impulse of spirit through our words, our thoughts, and our actions. So it's vitally important that we become aware that we are constantly forming our reality. Now, Reverend James also reminded us last week that it is possible to work yourself up into a frenzy by saying the wrong thing and creating something negative in your life. It's like when people first start to learn about the power of words. People will get really nervous about, about, about thinking the wrong thing. And I ask you, please be kind to yourself in this regard. We live in a material world, and that world always will bring challenges. Stuff is going to happen. And we're going to react sometimes. We have feelings, and feelings are meant to be felt. When we repress our feelings, they just fester and they multiply. And so letting yourself feel angry or frustrated or let down is actually a very healthy process. Getting stuck in those feelings, on the other hand, is what leads to the creation of a negative situation in your life. When we focus on something, we will get that, that will manifest in our lives. And I was thinking how fortunate we are that very few humans are evolved enough to instantly manifest something through their thought. That is the gift of living in time. Can you imagine what would happen if every thought we had manifested before our eyes? Yikes. Double yikes. And yet we sometimes think that would be cool. I want this and I want this now. And I think that's the popularity of books about magicians and the like. But if you ever read a fantasy book about magicians, things get really messed up because all these people can go around and instantly manifest something. We need that time. It's important. And grace allows us to, the space to walk through our thoughts and feelings. It gives us time to discover our inner selves and our true desires so we can set intention and move forward in faith and in confidence. Now, I keep saying that manifesting is bringing ourselves forth into the world. Now, so you're probably wondering, how might that work? Well, first, you connect with and begin to live in the presence. And then, start paying attention to that river flowing within and through you. What moves you? What do you need? What do you want? Keep in mind that when we talk about the material world, we're talking about things, yeah, but it's also about relationships and personal purpose, emotional and physical health. All of this, everything, we're talking about all of it. And you know, I was thinking after the last service that we tend to talk about when we want to manifest something, we tend to talk about wanting to bring something in but it's already flowing through us. We're not bringing it in from the outside, we're birthing it through our, ourselves. So you discover your focus and set your intention. And this is a time when we start to do, rather than sit. We don't stop the sitting, but we start doing as well. 
doing what is yours to do to bring your idea into the manifest world. And please remember, though, not to force this process. Call on your unshakable faith and let go of how and when and where and why. Participate, do your part, and then allow. Manifestation is a gloriously mysterious process. And we'll often say that something just, it just materialized on its own. I said I needed this thing, and lo and behold, my neighbor called me up and said, hey, by the way, we have this. Would you know anybody who wants it? I don't need it anymore. Ooh, cool. Have you all had that happen? Yeah. Then how cool is that? But it isn't possible, honestly, for anything to come into being or to manifest in this reality all by itself. There has to be something to receive it, something to channel it in. This Sunday talk, well, the ideas came pretty easily thanks to that wacky nav system, but they rattled around my, in my head for probably about two weeks. This has been going, you know, what am I going to, how am I going to do this? And each idea built on another until I had a somewhat cohesive group of words. Now, honestly, I can't explain where some of those ideas come from. They do just rise within me. But unless I do think about them and focus on how best to express them and then write the whole thing down and then speak the words out loud, there would be no lesson. But it goes farther than that. You hear the words and you take them into your thoughts and they become your ideas. And you might write them down or share them with others who share those, their new ideas with others. And so it goes. And that is manifestation on its highest and best. Cooperation, co-creation happens even when we are unconscious of all the parts that are being played. But it doesn't happen alone. Say you have the idea to buy a house. Where does all of that start? Okay, you have the impulse, but there's the builder, there's the current owner, there's the realtor. You're looking at the house and deciding to buy it. Your finances, the lenders, all those inspections, which are so much fun. Do you know all those people or what most of them even do? I sure don't. But I know that they are all part of that manifestation process to bring that thing into my life. But doesn't it help to know that we aren't in it by ourselves? Well, we can't know every step. What a wonderful feeling to know that we're not alone. Because nothing manifests in a vacuum. This service comes into being through inspired ideas, great focus, and the actions and devoted cooperation of everyone in this room and those watching online. And then, really, it's based on all of our ancestors who have taught us everything that we know now. There is a whole universe supporting and loving us. It's a whole universe cheering as it expresses through us. No matter what you want to bring forth, everything, all of it begins within you. 
with your connection and communication with that living presence. From there, you open to the river flowing through you and you channel it through unwavering faith and focus. And then take action. Do what is yours to do. And that, my friends, is how you move forward. And so it is. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Heart. One heart. One heart.